Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Heidi St. John podcast. Today is Friday, May 1st. This is episode number 918. This is Off the Bench, and I'm excited today because I've got a a mom on the show with me that has a great story of getting off the bench and onto the battlefield in her home state of Indiana. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So thanks for tuning in today, everybody. It's so encouraging to have you guys listening uh, and engaging with me here at the podcast. I want to take a minute to thank one of our sponsors before we get going uh, here at Off the Bench, and that is Faithful Counseling. Faithful Counseling is a solution for people who are looking for professional counseling services but want that guidance to come from the perspective of a Christian. Very important to us here at the show. The counselors at Faithful Counseling are specifically chosen for you based on your unique situation, and we know how important that is, right? You can log into your account and message your counselor anytime you need to. Because this service is available online, you've got a wide range of professionals to choose from, and best of all, the service is offered worldwide. It's more affordable than traditional in-person counseling, and financial aid is available. Remember, this is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. Learn more at faithfulcounseling.com forward slash Heidi and get 10% off your first month. Also want to let you guys know that the scripture writing challenge at MomStrong International launches today and a brand new study uh, in the book of Colossians begins on Monday. So this is a great time to join us at MomStrong International. Uh, We are talking about what's happening in the culture in real time, unpacking things and filtering them through the lens of scripture. And I think you guys are going to be really excited. So join me at momstronginternational.com. All right, I want to take a minute and introduce my friend to you. My guest today is Gloria Hamilton. Gloria is a mom of three kids. She's got uh, a college-age kid and still two little ones at home. And she is also a children's pastor at her church. And I met Gloria a couple of years ago uh, at a homeschool conference in Indiana. And she was inspired to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. This is going to be a fantastic uh, way for you guys to see how ordinary people like you and me can use our influence in wherever God has placed us to move the needle to actually make a difference. So Gloria, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Heidi. It's great to be with you today. It's really exciting to have you here because I I think that your story is going to encourage other parents to get involved in what's happening around them. And so I kind of like to take everybody sort of back to where you and I met. So, uh, and, I, and I'm interested to hear your perspective. So when you and I met originally in 2017, it's because I was speaking at a homeschool conference. So that makes you a homeschool mom. Were you a brand new homeschool mom or at the time were you thinking about it? Did you have your kids in public school and you pulled them out? How'd that work? Um, that was actually the ending of my very first year of homeschooling. Um, I did a preschool year to kind of get my feet wet to kind of see how it was all going to work. And 
Um, so that was at the end of that first year. And where, how's it going for you? It's going great. Um, we're in our fourth year and I've tweaked and changed curriculums a couple different times to see what works with my girls and their learning styles, but I love it and love it more every day. That is so encouraging. I love that because I know that most of the moms that I talked to that are homeschooling right now weren't necessarily planning on homeschooling, but they just, the, the Holy Spirit, you know, they just were moved to give it a try. And I love that you're saying that you've switched curriculums a couple of times. You're trying to figure out what works because really it takes a little bit of time to get your feet, you know, on solid ground and realize what's going to work and what isn't. So that's awesome. So congratulations on that. Next time we met was at the Ark Encounter, yes, uh, which I absolutely love. I was speaking there for Answers in Genesis. And you had been noticing what was happening around you and it was beginning to frustrate you at that point, right? And you're trying to figure out what could you do to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. So take listeners sort of back to around that time when you were thinking, boy, there's some things that are happening around me that just is, it's grating against my spirit. And you began to really ask the Lord, right? What, what you could do to get involved? What would he have you do? Yes. Well, one of the things that was starting to bother me was what I was seeing in my kids at church and my children's ministry, because I'm a family pastor. And I was noticing um, things that they were talking about that they were learning in school and issues they were having at home with their families. And I was just noticing a lot of um, not knowing who they were inside and figured mm. out that a lot of them were being taught the LBGT agenda. And then after being at the sacred conference that you spoke at, I was floored when I saw all the things that they told us, you know, they shared with us of the diagrams of all the different genders that are supposedly around and all of these different things. So things started adding up for me and I'm like something, we've got to do something. Um, and along with that, um, last year in Indiana, we had several bills that were up um, for voting that could have taken away religious freedom and homeschooling rights as well as parental rights. And I said, well, we've got to do something. So I played around the computer a little bit and finally found where the bills were and how to find out what each bill stood for and what they were, were doing. And I started calling uh, my senators and my um, representatives here in Indiana and speaking up and saying, this is my voice. This is what we want. And so even bills with school issues were coming up as well. And because um, Indiana's homeschool association, they have an action group that sits in every bill that goes through and it's up and they let us know what it's going to do and how it's going to affect us, especially as homeschoolers and parents' rights. And because of that, we had all but two of the bills knocked down and the two that did pass, if I've got the numbers correct, but um, passed, but they had some changes in them. So none of the bills came through in the original format because enough of us called and said, vote no for this or vote yes for that or whatever this, the case was. So wow. that really, and, and it really just made me think, you know, this is one way I can make a phone call from home. So, right. so we've, we have been, and I've now got my mom and aunt Lynn and a lot of my church members and a lot of them starting to call for things. That's amazing. When you went to talk to the women and the men in your church about what was happening around you, how did you approach them? What was your, um, what was the way that you 
tried to get them interested, first of all, kind of, you know, woke to what was happening and then engage in the process? Well, actually, um, since I'm a pastor, my senior pastor was gone and I had a Sunday morning to preach. <laughs> so I titled my sermon actually off the bench. And um, oh, I, I just, love that. <laughs> and I and I went through um, Ephesians 6 with the armor of God and went through each piece of armor and how we need to use it today to um, you know engage in the culture and how applicable it is for today. So I basically just let them know and talked a little bit about um, in order to be able to fight an enemy, you have to know your enemy. And so I just shared with the whole church the things that Satan was doing in the school systems and the way he was trying to break up families with the things that kids are watching and listening to and that sort of thing, just to give them a premise. And then I went through each um, armor of God piece and how we can fight Satan with each piece. And I used even one family in our church. Um, she, it was a mom who had a, a seventh grade son at the time, had gotten a book from his library and brought it home. And he said, mom, I don't think you want me reading this. And so she read it. And um, so she posted a little thing on Facebook and um, she was appalled at, at the book. And I can't even remember the author's name off the top of my head, but she's very well known for being banned from schools. And she's proud of that fact. And this mom went to the school and said, I want this author out of the school. I, this st stuff she has is inappropriate. And she got her banned from the school. Um, wow. so all those books are gone. So I used her as an example in that sermon. And I, and I even went online myself to go look up the author. And there were some of her books were so bad. I couldn't even find an excerpt on Amazon, um, wow. of her book, but I gave her credit, you know, that her son was smart enough to, instead of just reading it, he came to her and said, I don't think you want me reading this. So I just talked about, you know, parents, we have to be, on the lookout for what our kids are doing online and, and read their books, look at their school material when they come home, if they are in public school. Um, and that we can't just sit here and do nothing. Um, yeah. and you know, and it's hard at first to get started. I mean, it's, it wasn't easy. And I prayed before that sermon. I said, God, this has got to be your words. Are you sure you want me to preach on this? And he said, yes. And after the service, I had people come up to me and said, the Holy Spirit was on you today. And mm. I've never felt it the same since or before that. So wow. I knew it was something God wanted me to do. So several of the church members told me later they, they weren't going to bother to look up the phone numbers, you know, for them to call for bills and things. So I said, well, I'm going to solve that. So I actually looked up the numbers for different people in our churches where they, for different places where they live provided the phone numbers on one side of the sheet with the bills for Indiana and flipped it over and then put all the national ones for the U.S. Senate and U.S. House with their phone numbers and their bills. And I told him, I said, hang on to this paper and I'll just refresh you when new bills come up. So I gave him no excuse for not calling because I provided the phone numbers for him. <laughs> That's awesome. And really people are, it's amazing because I feel this way too. You know, uh, it's, it is intimidating to call your state representative, right? So a phone call feels more intimidating than an email. And I think a right. lot of people, we don't do it because we're afraid, but I, I'm always telling people, you know, these, these are ordinary people just like you. And yes. they and they work for you. 
and they need to hear your voice. I mean, your tax dollars are paying their salaries. Uh, it was it was uh, voters that got them elected. They're there to represent their constituency, which is the voter in their area. And these things will continue unless people of conscience and particularly people of faith uh, get off the bench and onto the battlefield. And I've heard it said, now you, you, uh, you go to a Nazarene church, correct? So I know there's a lot of people going, what? There's a woman pastor. So I don't want to get sidetracked, okay? You, you're working at a Nazarene church and you are doing something that I wish every pastor in America would do, which is to bring the word of God into play in the culture and say it actually does apply. When we talk about the armor of God, we are saying every single one of us is called to put on the armor of God because every single one of us is on a battlefield. And you noticed that a lot of the people in your church were struggling with fear, right? And so how did you get them to overcome their fear and begin to get involved in the process? I I shared with them that fear stands for false evidence appearing real. And that means that there's a lot of things that look scary to us that aren't as scary as what we think they are. Right. And so I set the example for them. I gave them all the information and I told them how important it is that we call. And I actually just talked in January this year to some of our legislators and they said they get, of course, emails and messages all the time. But when somebody calls them, it's yep. like a hundred people call. Yep. Because nobody nobody calls and pays attention. So if they get 15 or 20 phone calls, that's like, oh boy, we better really pay attention to this. And yeah. it, so one voice does matter. Um, it makes a huge difference. Um, and when we went to Capitol Day, you know, we went there for homeschool days and we got to talk to them. So I shared some of these examples with our church and basically said, you know what, like a, I learned in children's church myself, when we do something right, we give the devil a black eye. And I said, church, we need to be given the devil black eyes. We've got to just get up and move them on our fear. Just make one phone call. And the next time it'll be easier. And the next time it's easier, um, whatever your skill set is or wherever you are in your job, whatever you can do, just find a way to be able to share your voice with what you're doing. My husband ran for city council. He's now on there. Um, our library board is, doesn't have any positions um, right now, but they will later this fall. And um, so I've even been there to talk to them and ask them about the drag queen hours. And they said they're not going to have them here. And I said, well, that's good. Cause I will tell you now, if you do, I'm going to be on your doorstep because <laughs> yep, we're not, yep. not going to have this. Um, yeah. And so it's, it's little things that anybody can do. I mean, making phone calls, you know, checking in with your city council, go, even if you're not on the councils or you're not on the board, just go to the meeting because they're all, yeah. usually they're open. So you can at least go find out what's, what's happening. Um, do something in your child's school, you know, go help in the cafeteria or, you know, um, volunteer for the PTA or something different where you can get in to the system and be able to talk and find out what's going on. Talk with other parents. You know, a lot of them probably have the same concerns you do. And if you can make connections with them, you can work together to then, you know, fight some of the things that are should not be happening, you know, in the public yeah. sector or schools. Yeah. And even during the pandemic, 
uh, this stuff is still going. I know that here in Washington State, uh, the pandemic has not slowed the push for comprehensive sex education here. But what it has done is ha- it has impeded our ability to get signatures to put a referendum on the ballot to uh, take this terrible mandate out of the public school system. And so even in the time of a pandemic, we can't, people cannot uh, cannot pretend like the pandemic has stopped what's happening to push these agendas forward because it absolutely has not. Right, exactly. And you can still make phone calls in, you know, to your to the offices of your um, senator and, and uh, representatives, leave a message, even if they're not open for business right now. Or in, in that case, you can also send emails just to keep it a front that parents haven't forgotten. So they don't think, oh, this pandemic's got everybody's mind off of it. No, it's not. It's, yeah. it's it's still there and it needs to stay at front. I mean, it needs to stay in the front of our minds. Um, we got to yeah. protect our kids. I mean, we absolutely, and the church, the other thing with church, I've told them before too. I said, if you don't have children or grandchildren here, then adopt somebody in our church to pray for. And I actually had them come down that Sunday morning, anybody that had kids still at home. And I had different people come lay hands on them. And I said, we're going to pray. We're going to kick Satan out of these families' lives. We're going to kick him completely out of all this. So I said, you just pick a family and support them. If your kids, that. if your kids and grandkids aren't physically here with you, or you don't have any kids or you know grandkids, or kids, just pick somebody here that does and be that support for them, so they can call you and say, hey, I need prayer for this, or um, you know this is happening, and just you know as a church family, that's what we're supposed to be doing. I mean, we are supposed to be supporting each other, and we and parents nowadays really need more support, I think, than they've ever needed before. Yeah, I have long believed that, you know, uh, in 2017, when Becoming MomStrong came out, you know, a lot of people were asking me why I wrote the book. And I wrote it because of exactly what you just said. I think that we are shepherding a very special generation of children. And these children are being attacked on every front. I've never seen anything like it in my lifetime. I know my mother-in-law has told me many times and my mom too. They never saw anything like it. I know for a fact my grandmother never did. And this generation of children that's literally being uh, uh, attacked from every side, they're very special. And it requires a very special generation of parents who are willing to get off the bench and onto the battlefield, willing to not uh, put up with the status quo, willing to say, hey, I'm not just going to listen to the narrative on the mainstream media. I'm going to do my own homework and look into what's happening. Because when I first started talking about the libraries, what was it, three years ago, I think. And so many of my listeners were like, well, that's not happening here. And I said, um, yes, it is. <laughs> it's just that you don't know about it yet because these agendas are being pushed throughout the whole system. So they're through the library system, through the American Library Association. And I'm always telling people, go to the website, go to the American Library Association's website and look up what their core values are. And you will see they are committed to pushing transgender ideology to children, to making sure that their bathrooms are safe spaces for transgender, meaning they're not safer for children who don't uh, identify as transgender. And so it's a very dangerous ideology. And I'm thinking, man, while the libraries are closed, uh, this is a great time for parents to do their homework. What do you think, Gloria? Yes, absolutely. Parents need to do our homework. And, you know, God asks us to. When he calls you to battle, as it, Joshua was called to lead the Israelites around Jericho, he had to have a battle plan. And we as parents have to have a battle plan. And we have to be willing to take the time and do what we have to to protect our children because I'm going to stand before God one day and he's going to ask me, what did you do to take care of the children I gave you? Well, Mm -hmm. I want to be able to say, 
I did everything in my power with your help to, to protect my children from as much evil as I could. I taught them the Bible. I, you know, and I want to be able to hear, okay, well done, good, faithful servant for my children. And um, my church kids are my kids too. I mean, I've mm -hmm. been teaching in children's ministry for 32 years. I started when I was 13 and, oh. um, and was mentored. And to see the range of kids over how things have changed over these years, I'm amazed, honestly, at, you know, how the family um, structure has changed and how yes. parents disciple, how they discipline and the fact that parents don't even know they're supposed to disciple, um, you know, and it's not just with education. It's like in Deuteronomy six, where it talks about, you know, when you sit, when you walk along the road, when you're sleeping, when you're standing, when you're doing everything, God mm -hmm. needs to permeate every part of our lives. And it starts with your own home first, and then you can spread out and help other families to do that. So that's, what I'm, you know, trying to do the best I can and I'm not perfect, but, but, mm. um, but, you know, God has just, he's shown me things over this pandemic of things that I needed to change things I needed to help my children with. Um, and, you know, God's given me a peace that I have never had before in a different kind of peace, I guess. And just letting me know that we're doing the right things. You know, we've, watch what our kids watch on TV. I mean, we got rid of Netflix. I got rid of Amazon. I got rid of, you know, a lot of things because I want my children to see wholesome, good Christian inspirational TV programming. We've gone back to a lot of the old oldies. Yeah, we did too. Boy, our kids have seen every episode of uh, the Waltons, <laughs> all the old little house on the prairie, you know, yes. all that stuff. It's important. You are responsible for how the hearts and minds of your children are developing. And we need to take that seriously. Uh, I think the favorite thing I wrote it down that you said, and I think I'll probably title the podcast this, I love that you said, I set the example. Yes. That you absolutely. set the example. You got out there. You did it. Oh, Billy Graham said, when one man takes a stand, the spines of other men are stiffened. And that's what you're doing. And I so appreciate it. I appreciate you going to the to your state capitol. You said you're about an hour and a half away, right, from the state capitol? Yes. Yep. So it, it takes some effort on your part to get down there. I've been up, I've been back and forth to my state capitals. I'm about two hours away and, uh, and it take, it takes effort, but these agendas will continue until parents like you are willing to say, I'm going to set the example. I'm going to be the one who goes, I'm going to do the research. I'm going to yes. hold the meetings. And, uh, Gloria, I just think that what you're doing there in uh, Indiana is going to keep your community in a place of, of, of really having influence, which I think is amazing. Well, thank you. Well, for those of you who want uh, more information on how you can get involved in your state, I'm going to link back to some of my favorite websites. Glory, do you have a website that you go to? Like when you're looking to see, I know there are people going, I don't even know, begin to know. How do I know what's coming uh, into my state? How do I know what bills I need to be worried about? Do you have kind of a go-to resource? Yes, it's um, in.gov. Once you get in there, you can um, look for find your legislator and you put your address in there for Indiana and that'll pull up your legislator. And then it goes, it'll just, it should link you to where the bills are for the legislative session for 2020. Of course, right now there was not much in there because everything's right. closed down, but um, that site or, or when you get in there or just search for um, legislative session. And for 2020, and it should take you right to that page. 
and um, and that's where they can find their legislator, who they are, their phone numbers, their emails, all of that sort of information is on the in.gov. That's right. And you guys can see how your legislators are voting, which I think is very yes. important. And so for those of you who are looking for information on abortion, I'll link back to those uh, those websites today, Live Action, Citizen Go, which is a ministry of folks in the family, uh, Homeschool Legal Defense Association, totally tracking parental rights and homeschool freedom, yes. American Family Association, uh, the Family Research Council. There's some wonderful, uh, and obviously, you know, my friend Mike Ferris uh, from the Alliance Defending Freedom wonderful, wonderful resources online. And then once you know what's going on, you can uh, do what Gloria is doing, set the example, get off the bench and onto the battlefield. Gloria Hamilton, it's been a joy to have you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. For more information on how you can get off the bench and onto the battlefield, visit the show notes today and I will link back to them. And I would love to hear your story. You can submit your story to me at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. Let me know how you are getting off the bench and onto the battlefield. And we just might have you on the show in the weeks to come. Thanks for listening today, everybody. Have a great weekend. Stay faithful, stay engaged. And the Lord is on his throne. You guys can trust him. We'll see you back here again on Monday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.